Hi, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of Tea for Three. I hey. am here with the world's most handsome man, certified by GQ, thank apparently. You. Thank you very Matthew much. Matthew Whitmore Barron. What's up, Matt? Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I am indeed <laughs> the most handsome man on the planet. Ask anyone. Yeah. Do you Google? Do you Google? Um, and I was, I was told to say this, but... And we also have... A big scary guy who's not really big and not really all that scary. I'm Sam pretty Green- fucking big. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking I've seen big. bigger. You're, you've seen, you're light I've work, seen, honey. I've, you're light work. I'm you're the nothing, biggest one in this room. You're nothing compared to Ryan. <laughs> I'm bigger than Ryan. You're for not. Sure. No, no way. How, how, much, how much do you think Ryan weighs? No way. I have he, no. I saw the big. dude once, but Ryan's a close. <laughs> Ryan's a close second for Matt. Wow. Okay. All or right. <laughs> Matt's a big Ryan fan. Yeah, oh, I can tell. Mm-hmm. I can really tell. Um, now let's uh, let's start sipping some tea. Um, today we're going to be trying, well, Sam has a different choice of beverage. He's drinking brisk iced tea. Oh, yeah. I'm <sighs> done with it, too. Whole other story. But oh, Matt and no. I, <laughs> Matt and I are going to be having Harney and Sons Mint Verbana Herbal Tea. Ooh, so, sounds good. Yeah, so let's read the description on this bad boy. Honestly, it doesn't really say too much about this one. It says unique and uncommon, part of their classical tea blends. And it describes the ingredients as being a caffeine-free <laughs> herb. <laughs> Excuse me. Regroup. It's okay. We're no, editing no, no. all this out anyway. No, 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 no. Keep it all in. Keep it all in. <clears throat> it's infectious. The ingredients, it says, a caffeine-free herbal with mint leaves from Oregon. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and it describes the character as being a brisk and soothing elixir, the fork. But yeah, and like I said before, caffeine-free. It's so. from our it's from our internal organs. That means it's healthy. Yeah. Oh, it's from our internal organs. You know it's, that, that means, means <laughs> that means it's not plant-based, right? It means it's not vegan. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh. that's All the right. worst. No. <laughs> All right. So actually, let's give this tea a try. Hold up. Do, do, do. Get ready for some ASMR, fellas. really making a mess here hold on wow you're adding a sh- you're adding a crap ton of sugar to that matt that's all right man no that's like five already now aren't you supposed to be on a diet mm-hmm. <laughs> this is tea, man. don't out the man damn <laughs> i don't think there's such a thing as outing people on their food except for vegans sorry vegans wait what were you saying <laughs> sorry no i didn't i didn't I'm hear scared. what you said what did you say i'm serious i don't even remember Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You'll hear it at some point. So let's try this bad boy. That's good. That is... Slurp. I like that. Wait, what are your... Wow, this is really good. What are your thoughts, Matt? Like, describe the notes. What are you tasting right now? Wow, it tastes like my homemade Jamaican mint tea, man. Okay, that's like the highest compliment, especially when it comes to, like, the fact that the mint leaves are from Oregon, but... That means it did a hell of a job. Um, no, I agree. This is really good, super light, and I feel like the verbana, I don't know, it adds it adds another layer of depth to it. Yeah. Um, it makes it a little heavier, but it's it's welcomed. All right, now that we got the tea out of the way, um, today we're here to talk about music in terms of like how our tastes have evolved over time, as well as how we've grown to appreciate music as an art form. So, I guess the first question I have for you guys, let's go back in time, right? We have little Sam. We have mm. Lil Matt. Oh. What were you listening to back in the day? How far back are you asking? Maybe like let's say five or six. Let's let's wow. make it five let's make six. it like that was a good time. My music me. taste was 
horrible, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's actually, <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even just that, like, I feel like people would, would judge me based on it. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more like I listen to the things I used to listen to when I was little. I'm, I'm, nah. Me too. I can't have it. <laughs> what? Can't have it. Wait. It, it was, it was, it went from, it went from, like, Linkin Park and, and Evanescence and all those, like, edgy, edgy oh you're an music. emo boy well that's actually he just listed two new metal bands oh and you in new, terms of new it, it new was metal bands new me- I, yeah they would spell it wrong yeah but basically those bands were the late 90s early 2000s predecessors of the metal genre damn the more you know okay nice yeah that's uh, it's usually considered not so great by today's standards yeah i can't listen fair not even by today's standards but by my own standards i listen to it and I heard My Change Immortal is like a. Is it called My Immortal? That yeah, My Immortal. Album. My Immortal used to play all the time, and it was really nice. Also, a lot of <laughs> my music too. At that time, I used to listen to a lot of like like reggae music and nice. like and like other like carry basic karaoke songs. Because me and my mom used to sing together a lot. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Nice. Right. I adopted my musical taste from my dad, and. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. uh, my musical tastes have actually cha- uh, remained the same this whole time. Oh wow! Okay, the, it's nice. I, I, I've been a music has been a pretty constant thing throughout my life. It's expanded absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's no question about that. But a lot of things I listen to now, um, I was listening to back then. Beatles. Uh, there's a soundtrack for this movie I have never seen called "The Harder They Come." Okay. Uh, it's a soundtrack. It's a reggae soundtrack. Nice. And I been listening to that cd well now now i listen to it on spotify jimmy uh, cliff you're yep jimmy cliff uh and it's just so many classic reggae songs so nice. that was that was my exposure to reggae as a kid um i also listened to the beatles back then not as intensely as i do now yeah or even a few years after that but uh i i had i have been watching uh and listening to the yellow submarine movie and soundtrack oh the movie's awesome yeah i've been listening to the movie i've been watching the movie for a really long time now since i was well i don't even remember the first time i saw it it was i was so little right uh and i've been listening to the beatles since then and beatles have been there for me my whole life um but yeah so i'd say around five or six yeah jimmy cliff uh the beatles a little bit of rolling stones i listened to this band that my dad Mm -hmm. put on a lot called uh, uh social distortion Mm-hmm. And my mom also had a band that uh, I would listen to called X. Cool. Um, you ever heard of the uh, album Los Angeles? I haven't, no. Ah, give it a listen. Okay, it I'll is give good. it a listen. And, uh, yeah, so a little bit more alternative when I was younger. I got more mainstream as I grew up because I, I began to began to realize that those were the artists that I listened to. Yeah. Um, mainstream as in like 60s and 70s, not like, yeah. uh, you know, Jesse McCartney. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, Man, he's 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 long since been out of the mainstream. Yeah, well, yeah. Back, but, yeah. I mean, Beautiful Soul is that's like the one hit he had, right? Or did he have way more than that? I uh, never listened to. I Jesse never. McCartney. I just knew Beautiful Soul. I just knew he I was around. Knew, um, like I used to listen to a lot of like Lincoln Park and stuff like that. That was like nice. the the things that my kid, the like people around me used to listen to. But it was also a lot of um, like reggae. Like like he said, there was Jimmy Cliff, but there was also. Bob Marley and nice classic and like um and like uh Peter Tosh but even more recent more recent stuff like the start of like dance hall my parents my parents used to love dance hall like mm-hmm. like early dance hall like Chakademus and Pliers and nice and Shab Shabaranks. 
No, it's fun. It's funny. My my music taste was also pretty terrible. I mean, I think. Well, I loved Usher to bits when I was a kid, oh, and I think part of it, no part of it was that I had the biggest crush on him ever. So I listened to the Confessions <laughs> album like it was going out of style, which Usher it, was, it was. But um, listen to Usher. Um, the Britney Spears Blackout album. Hella embarrassed about that. My mom actually got the copy of it, and she would listen to it, and therefore I did. Yeah. God bless my little heart. <laughs> yeah, everyone's mom was in love with Britney Spears. Oh, my God. My but mom, I would not say, was in love with Britney Spears. Good. Your uh, mom has great taste. I yeah. mean... My mom's really into alternative. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, but one thing I noticed amongst us three is that we're pretty much the last generation to really to really get a sense of our what our music taste was from our parents, right? Because... Yeah. I don't know. It seems like my parents got their like got their style from their parents and so on and so forth. And now people just listen to their own stuff and you can just you know be in your own little world, plug in your earbuds. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, of people. There's like a, that. but the reason that that is is because we have the internet. Yeah, true. So we can explore those other categories that our parents couldn't because they just weren't exposed to it. Fair. Um my parents barely had any records or uh, cassette. Well, they had cassettes, but they barely had any records or you know full albums growing up like we do. Where we listen to, we can listen to anything by just pulling it up on our phone. Yeah, they couldn't uh, do that. Based That's on that true. fact, I have to I have to disagree with your earlier statement. I feel like people people now are more so exposed to the things their parents used to listen to. Really? Because, okay. Because like when we were younger, like I I would hear my parents play like old CDs and stuff like that. But I was occasionally like when. We had like the CD player around, but now I feel like as long as I have my phone, I can always listen to older songs. I suppose. Yeah, when I was younger, most of the music I heard was on the radio, and like the radio only plays a select few songs that are popular at the time. But now with like Spotify, I can literally listen to the Beatles, Rolling Stones, or any any other like old band whenever I want. Sure. And that's like yeah. such good music. That's For that's sure. probably like the the best thing about like music now. So it's it's so accessible. Mm. It's true. It's it's you can all. I mean, yeah. Spotify doesn't have everything, but they have most of what you're looking for. That's true. That's true. Um, I just think if I were a kid growing up now, just I guess it varies from person to person, right? But I feel like if I were a kid growing up now, I wouldn't be as open to what my parents were listening to because I would be in my own little world. Because it's like, yeah, I can listen to stuff that is foreign to me, like sure, or I can listen to the stuff that's very familiar that I know I'll definitely like. So I feel like there's that as well, but. I don't know. Also, when I was a kid, like I would listen to a lot of times my parents would control the radio like they would control like what would be on. Yeah. So there was that as well. Mm -hmm. I would the, ride with it, though. That's the thing is that yeah, like, if, whenever they would. put something on, I would be like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. yeah. Six yeah. Years on the reggae radio. It was it was very good. God, that's like the one genre I haven't looked into much is reggae. And I just that's like yeah. the final frontier, I think. Yeah, you have to at least at least listen to some listen like, to the harder they come. Harder they oh, come. Like okay. Sam was saying, the whole soundtrack. Every song, they come. every song is a masterpiece. And, and that right. movie, that movie, the movie was like, the movie that the soundtrack was for, mm -hmm. is is apparently the the best movie to come out of, the most successful. All right, uh, movie cool. To come out of Jamaica commercially. Because the only, because the main, I mean, of course, Bob Marley, like he's, I don't know, he's kind of like the face of mainstream reggae, any way, any way that most people kind of know about. Yeah, but he's the most and. and I'd say he's yeah. the most commercialized. Oh, for artist. sure. Um, but I, th I remember you introduced me to one song. It was Boris Gardner. It was 
Every N-word is a star. So oh, yeah, good. Oh, really good. So actually, good. Just actually a really interesting song. Yeah, oh. it is. Yeah. And, and Toots and the Maytels also showed you that song. Yes. 5446 oh, was my number. Yes. Yeah, Matt, you got me on that one too. The yeah, soul you got behind me. that song. Yeah, it's mm. so good. Yeah. Um, but I guess, and hmm, I just, I find it interesting though how your tastes haven't evolved as much compared to. I, I wouldn't even say that because really? I okay. wasn't listening to hip hop as a kid. Oh, fair. Okay. I wasn't that's listening true. to hip hop as a kid and I wasn't really listening to metal. My parents weren't into Black Sabbath. Oh, and they, okay. They weren't really into Cream or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, that's not really metal, but. Uh, yeah. I didn't really, you know, for Beatles, Stones, a uh, few other artists here and there. Yeah. Those are those two have really remained constant okay. in my life. Everything else, I, Led Zeppelin actually, I'd say Led Zeppelin. I got through my father. Um, okay, but I've been exploring. I was actually a little bit more resistant to Led Zeppelin at first. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I feel like they're the songs can be. A friend of mine said the songs are repetitive. Apparently, it's not that they're repetitive. It's, it's the yeah. fact that every song seems to be structured the same way, with a, with a few. Yeah. It's usually very not. I wouldn't even say basic, but. The songs usually start out with a very basic riff and then evolve into something else. That's yeah. usually how a Led Zeppelin song goes. But then when you listen to the whole thing and you see how the songs evolve, yeah. and then you listen to it by the end of the song, you you see the craft. You see what mm-hmm. they were able to accomplish. And so at first, I, I wasn't able to see that, and it took me a little while, but no, they're, now they're one of my favorite bands. I right. love them. That's cool. How did you get into hip-hop, though? I'm curious, because like... I was okay. Another situation where I was also resistant to hip hop. Okay. Because my parents didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't into hip hop either. Yeah. And neither I, was I until yeah high school. Um, I mean, I, for me, it was it started in middle school with Drake. I was one of those guys. Oh. I still listen to him every okay. now and then. Yeah, I don't think it's too. even at the beginning of last uh, the last college semester, I was still listening to him pretty heavily. But mm-hmm. I don't. I I I I see the cracks in the armor with him. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Drake fan. I'm not anymore. I have. Uh, I like maybe two of his songs. I mean, Passion Fruit has a good beat to it. Cleansing my soul of addiction for now, cause I'm falling apart. Well, they're very well produced. Yeah, for sure. The thing is, Drake songs—they're—they're—they're—they're like club music. But my my problem with Drake, he's like, he has a very like, like surface level message. Yes, that's true. It's like always about like him trying to win over by women, by one girl or something like that. Yeah. Like another artist that's popular nowadays that I like a lot. On the other hand, Kendrick Lamar. He's yes. His like his yes. Like his albums, his albums have like very like deep themes to them and. For sure. And like motifs and I, I think it's just like more enjoyable to listen yeah. to that way. Because like when you're not in the club, when you're just like like chilling by yourself, you want to you wanna listen to, to, to like mm-hmm. his words. And when you hear like his wordplay, his creativity, yeah. like really speaks to like To Pimp a Butterfly was a rap jazz album. Not only was it a rap so jazz good. album, it, it had like like themes in it. It was like it was like a Negro spiritual. You know yeah. Um, I think now that we're on the topic, I can't help but feel... Thankfully, Kendrick Lamar was like resistant to it in terms of his craft, but Drake just seems like a product of society, pretty much. It's like, it's I don't know. It's in terms of like him being a popular artist, right? Maybe he feels that, or he was conditioned to believe that he can't delve into like deep racial issues oh, I think... in order to maintain the popularity. Yeah, you're right. Think... Yeah, that's actually a really good point. He yeah. doesn't really do that. It's more personal stuff. I'm, I'm yeah. have to disagree. Okay. Like I, f- I feel like Drake was like one of the first artists to. 
to to bring in to to make to popularize i don't i don't think he's the first one to do it but he was the first one to really make it like more more welcomed and proper popularized like the the whole sing song rap type of genre and also like Fair. the whole like rappers usually like used to present like a persona of like being tough and oh and that's being from true the streets. but he but drake drake is like one of the the first first successful rappers to acknowledge that his background wasn't that so rough and like his problems aren't necessarily like 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 hood related but but more so about like yeah. like women and 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 him not being able to grow up grow up with his father and stuff like that do you feel like that's why rapper that that's why some rappers may not take him as seriously though because he comes from such a privileged background at least compared to yeah, some I mean, other rappers that may be out there. It's, yeah, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you, you think about pretty much all of the famous rappers and the handful of white ones, um, that they they all seem to come from very unwealthy, very uh, poor conditions. And mm-hmm. Drake was on Degrassi. So Fair. it's kind of hard to look at his past and think, whoa, he really... He really built himself up. He, he kind of he's, you know. started from the bottom. Now he's here. Yeah, but he, he didn't really start all I mean, the way starting... from the bottom. But yeah, I think I think Drake and should like Drake like really hit home the idea that to make a rap song, you don't necessarily have to be have to have the same like rough background that everyone else has. But it's more so just like being true about your story and being honest about yourself. And I think that's what makes rap good today. Like people and rap come from. A rap accepts like a whole group of people from different backgrounds who 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 some who were criminals some who were from the suburbs and, and others who are just like like people like kids from college who want to have fun and i think that's the good thing about rap it's just different people coming together to express their their stories and and how far they made it so then how do you feel when okay you know you, you know jake paul right you know the whole paul brothers thing oh yeah, yeah. yeah you know how they're rap they're, they're now calling themselves rappers right uh, I, I don't take that seriously. You don't they're, take that seriously. No, they're they're they're. If, uh, let's be honest. At the end of the day, they're just trying to trying to sell some merchandise or something like that. It's uh, not. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing too serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he literally had a song, a song where he was like, "Buy that merch, buy that merch," and that was the hook. And I'm and I'm. He also wrote a teacher diss track. Did huh? you hear about that one? A what? teacher diss track. Yeah, he like roasted just teachers like in general. Oh come on! Yeah, he, and then and then there. This was great. There was a teacher who saw the video, filmed it with filmed a music video with other teachers and roasted him back. Good, it was I great. love no, that. And he did a better job. Like yes, he, but he was like, <laughs> he was like the whitest, most stereotypical teacher, and it was great <laughs> because he just completely clapped back this douche kid. And I J- love Jake that. Paul is the whitest, most stereotypical dickhead. It's true. That's true. Um. No, damn. I, I don't. It's funny. I never really thought about. I never thought about them for the rapper's point of view, but at all. Like I never. But it's. I guess they do have a fan base, though, right? So it's like. Kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like my cousins follow them on YouTube, unfortunately, but they do, and it's like, I don't know. I guess in terms of the fan base, like you could consider him a rapper, a terrible one, but still a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. Is, oh. I'd say like um. I don't, I don't necessarily mind like mm. as long as long as he's not like like giving like too bad of a message to, to children I don't I don't, I don't, oh, I don't the really... teacher's one but the teacher's yeah the teacher's one, one that's, that's not, yeah that's no. that's that's a bad that's a no-go but like mm-hmm. um just like in general I, I don't think kids I don't think I, I really judge kids for for watching Jake Paul or 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 anything like that because you like, can't when judge I'm, them yeah like they don't no. know any better no but no, like, not at no, all not even not even that like 
Look at the things that like like people judged us for watching when we were younger. Like, SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I ever got judged for watching SpongeBob. My oh, parents, I, my, mom my parents grilled, judged me severely. Grilled me oh, really? hella hard. Yeah. Yes. For SpongeBob. And and even for watching things like like Naruto and stuff like that. Things oh, that, that's actually things that good I found, though. Found really interesting when I was younger. My parents yeah. like. Why are you watching cartoons? They're not so educational. Yeah. This and that. I don't. I think people are doing the same thing, for like kids sometimes, and the YouTubers they watch. Mm. I think you should. I think you should be careful of what they're watching. Make sure, like, like you said, like the whole teacher yeah. thing. I think you should make sure that that like they're educated and and, yeah. and know that yeah. know know whether or not when they're being fed a bad message. But I don't think you should stop yeah. them. It could. It could. That it could even bleed into music too, because well, my biological father. Um, I think the main thing I got from him was his, his taste in music because it was very broad and he was into a lot of disco and like R&B and even like some neo soul from the 90s and I don't know. So, but anyway, um, I, during middle school, I had this huge Beatles phase. I discovered the Beatles in seventh grade. Yeah. Never looked back. I absolutely loved them. Mm. And he grilled me so hard on that. Oh no. And I can't help but feel like it's because of the fact that they're a rock band and it's also like a bunch of white men compared to like with his taste, it was more like there was mainly black artists and I feel yeah. like that played a role a little bit, but he pretty much said to me like, you better not share that with people because you're not going to have any friends if you like the Beatles. Which is and that, complete like, lie. Which is a cause that's bullshit. How you make- because yes. everybody loves the Beatles. I know. There's, I've never <laughs> noticed. Actually, that's not true. There are people who. That's have, not true. No, my mom I'm, hates the Beatles too. They, yeah, there there are people who don't like the Beatles, yeah. but it's it. Especially in this generation. Can't deny their influence though. They're, it's true. I've noticed a a a surprising uh, number of people who who really don't like them, and yeah. of course you can't help but wonder if they're just trying to be cool or not. But at no, the same time, yeah. no. But there are people just pro- have different tastes. I know that Suppose. there are people who have different tastes, but. If 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 roasting the Beatles is your idea of flexing your musical tastes, I think I don't even think it's I don't even think it has to be that like um like for example like I, I'd say a modern modern like example of this would be Drake. A lot of people love Drake, but I personally don't like Drake. He's no, funny. I don't like him either. But that's that's a little different than the Beatles because he's he's not really an icon like the Beatles. That it's. It's a completely different game. I'd say I'd say he's just as uh, all music is like subjective taste. No, it's it's Suppose. very subjective, and I respect their opinions for not liking the Beatles. But listen, if Beatles bashing becomes a thing, then you know it's just people trying to look different. You know that that's that that's the case. If Beatles bashing does, if people start coming yeah. out saying the Beatles suck, they were never good, then you know that 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 they're not they're not trying to express their musical taste they're just trying no. to piss off people i mean you can you can say like you can say the beatles are objectively good but oh i don't think that they're objectively good i think no they're objectively good musicians as as in they they know what they're doing but i i i, I they know they know like how to play and they know how to make music they know how to write music true but Even that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that people have to like them oh i'm not saying people have to like no. them but you must you have to acknowledge like the influence that they had in terms of pop culture in terms yeah, of exactly. music today you can, you can acknowledge yeah. that while still saying that they're not your taste Mm, true. I guess it depends how it's. No, I, Honestly, I think it depends how you say it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like the Beatles. I like, for example, I like the Beatles a lot, but I don't think I like them as much as you do. For example. Oh, that's no, no, no. Okay. It's that's the thing is that there's no way that you can expect everyone to be such a diehard Beatles fan, and there always are always going to be people who don't see what I see. Yeah, and of I'm course. I'm completely cool with that. But when, but when I see somebody saying. The Beatles were never good. They suck, and it seems like it's a very hateful tone. Then it just yeah. seems like this person's just 
I don't know, trying to spark something. It doesn't seem like they're trying to actually express something. That's true. And you have to take into consideration the time. I mean, there is no, there is nobody really, hmm, there's no one really like the Beatles. They were really a different kettle of fish at that time. At least yeah, not at the beginning. Maybe not at the beginning with that. Well, I want to hold your hand, the, but. The beginning, yes. Not in terms of, I would say just in terms of the fact that they were, that they were writing their own songs and that they were making oh, it fair. cool to write their own songs because writing your own songs was not a thing up until then. I you forget, only had, You true. only had a handful of artists doing that. Most people were having different people behind the scenes writing those yeah. songs. <coughs> Elvis. Or singing oh, other Elvis, yeah. Songs. Elvis was probably the best example. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the thing about the Beatles was that they were just kids who just knew how to, knew how to make good music. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was not something that you saw because even, right. even for them, they, they worked really fucking hard to get to where they were. It wasn't, it wasn't like somebody who just kind of saw Elvis said this is a handsome guy yeah. and then put him on a pedestal. Dyed his hair black. Yeah. Did he dye his hair black? He did. He's a natural blonde. Are you wow. serious? He is, I yes. I have no idea. Yeah. Elvis is a natural blonde. He is. Take he just... that into consideration, <laughs> That Elvis is a natural blonde. You heard it that's here, a new, fam. That's Can a I new see one. the receipts? Heard it here. Maybe uh... <laughs> I see the receipts. I'm weak. Um, no, but I would say... The gate, because I didn't. I never really liked the Beatles at all. Like I listened to Yellow Submarine in the second grade, and I was like, "This is trash." But then once I listened to Come Together, seventh grade, that was like my gateway song. There, there has to be no. a song, because because the, there are going to be those silly Beatles songs. Yeah, when yeah I'm, that's when true. When I'm 64, Yellow Submarine, <laughs> yeah, uh, other that's... other stuff that I, I can't I think am of. A walrus. I, well, oh, I am the, no, no, no. There's I a like lot. I am there's the a walrus. lot going on in yes, that song. That's Production true. wise, when you listen to that song, there's a lot going on there. But it's when you listen a... to those silly songs. Of course, you're gonna think, oh, this is just silly nah. stuff. But then you listen to a, you're right, listening to a song like "Come Together" or "Hey like... Jude" or "Let It Be," then you begin to realize, wait a minute, yes. these guys were onto something. The first song I heard by the Beatles, I still love to this day. Here comes the sun. Oh, I beautiful. love that song. Just yeah. a beautiful That's song. That got yes. Me to the I have a lot of ties to that song because that was my uncle's favorite song. Well, it's my mom's brother. My uncle, right? So yeah. they were really close. And so when he passed away a few years ago, my mom would listen to that song a lot. Oh, and so, man. no, it's not, I mean, it's the cycle of life, I suppose. But I don't know, because everyone loves the Beatles. There's always a handful of songs that really hit close to home, I find. I don't know yeah. about you guys, but. Uh, there are always going to be those Beatles songs that hit yes. close to home. In My yes. Life is a really good example yeah. for me. My, yeah. mom, my yeah. mom loves that song. I love that song. It's so good. It's not a song I can listen to. Do you want to play it? Oh. Yes, let's play Surprise it. Surprise Yes, let's go. Just in case you never knew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was yes. good, though. Very happy yes. with that one. Let. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Um, <laughs> so... I guess now that I'm wondering, because you were saying, Matt, that you were, you didn't, it took you a while to get into hip hop too. It was great. It was Drake like your, um, was that your gateway artist for you or no? No. no? It, was, it was Eminem. Like, Eminem. Me too. Yeah. When I was like, me 10. too. Mine, mine was also Eminem. Nice. Yeah. When yes. I was 10, I started to listen to Eminem like crazy. I listened to him every day and I nice. pushed him down everyone's throat. Dude, same here. <laughs> that, was, that was me too. I remember like one of the, one of the only arguments me and my dad got into about music. Because now me and my dad respect that we have like very different music tastes. But Fair. one of the arguments me and my dad got about got into over music was that he he said that like Lil Wayne was better than Eminem, and I wasn't. No, having, no. I wasn't having. I was like, no, there's there's no way. 
on a lyrical level, no. But, but now I'd say I'm not the biggest Eminem fan, so. I don't know. His albums, yeah. Um, I heard Reunion was terrible. I didn't tune in. Revival. But I heard... Probably coming from the dope house. We can let you slide, but your tail light is blue. Ow. Revival, right. Sorry. Yeah, you don't even, you I need don't even to do... know the name. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <how bad laughs> <it is. laughs> okay, fair. That's true. Um, I had to... I got into hip-hop because I had to prepare for a role um, for an audition, and it was this kind of was like a night because you know there's that whole wave of like the whole nostalgia wave with shows which i think is still prominent but yeah. anyway um it was based in the 90s and music played a prominent role and then there was a song can't you see by total featuring biggie smalls at the beginning and so i listened to that that was kind of my gateway song and i would always specifically zone in on the rap yeah um part of that and so that's yeah. That's kind of how I got into it, and then I got uh, I got into a huge tribe called Quest Wave. Yeah, so really I love good. them, good. especially like around the time the final album came out. So it was like the timing. It. It's so it's good. It's so interesting. I, yeah, Midnight uh, Marauders is is that's my stuff. Fair. Listening to Midnight Marauders uh, on Thanksgiving. 2016 yes. just vibing staying up all night listening to that album over and over again such a good such a good album no they're great yeah that i, I don't know for i really gravitated towards rap groups Wu-Tang. i mean i yeah. know you oh, love Wu-Tang. i yeah. know you're getting into my stuff now oh, Wu-Tang. <laughs> kill a bee so good um nwa no. oh nwa is also good and you want to yeah. know something i'm tired of people saying that you only listen to nwa because of straight out of compton oh yeah no. No. who gives a shit it's great music. It's it's really good rap. They were they were kind of the fathers of of that kind of rap. Yeah. Not in terms of rap in general. I mean, I think of the father of modern rap is Rakim and Eric. Yeah, B. I love. Yes. No, the father of rap was DJ Cool Herc's from the Bronx. Right, right. But I'm talking about the, the, how rap changed in the '80s. I love Rakim. I think started from Rakim. Yeah. And don't forget my man Curtis Blow. No, speaking yeah. of, <laughs> these are the breaks. All right. Matt, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like a. DJ Cool Herc's and the star of rap. Um, oh yeah. What do you think about like sampling, like sa- the the idea of sampling in rap music today? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a good question, Matt. Damn. Thanks. For you should be somebody. facilitating this. I'm like, oh. Somebody, you know, it's so interesting. Because everyone, everyone always, everyone always says that that people people are reusing songs. They don't. They some people say that music isn't original anymore. But if you think about the start of rap was mixing tapes together and stuff like that that's right? true it's interesting that you say that because uh the song all eyes on me by tupac all eyes on me. yeah and um the song um the message by Nas. literally the same beat one of the biggest criticisms of of drake for example is that he 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 doesn't make original music or he he steals his music and people like reference like like lines he borrows or 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 beats that he borrows like with controller for example and then one one of one by taiga it's literally just kind of not 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 completely but it's a very similar beat yeah i i, f- I feel like i feel like um that's part of the craft though like being able to take someone yeah. else's music and and, and make into a completely different thing i mean the beats yeah the lines it's like a whole i feel like lines are different because as a rapper i don't know there's you should be writing your own lines or at least most of the time like 
But yeah. if it's a if it's a callback line, yeah, like if, if it's you, a if line you, in reference to something, yeah, okay, then that's different. If you sample like a few lines, but I think I think it's like I think it's only a problem when. Like your like majority of your song isn't written by you because true because like like one of the things that make rap unique is like the um the poeticness of it and like being able to tell your story. But if you're telling someone else's story, or if someone's telling your story for you, then how is that rap music? That's true. That's interesting. Huh. It's 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 like even worse like when when you have uncredited ghostwriters because. For example, Kanye doesn't write write all of his lines, but every, whenever he, the thing that sets Kanye apart is that whenever he's whenever he, he has like lines written by other people, it's credited by them. Yeah. But <laughs> like, but Drake, a lot of Drake's criticism is is from the fact that he has potential ghostwriters that people are people still don't know who the people still don't know the identity of, or yeah. he's not given credit to. You know, and I, I think I think the least you can do is 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 credit people for their for their hard work and their creativeness mm-hmm. but back to the sampling thing mm-hmm. um remember the song otis by uh kanye west and jay-z oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that song on the title says featuring otis redding yeah yeah Which when in actuality and that's that's rare though yeah you know the song hotline bling i know when that hotline bling yeah. Huge song. That song was everywhere. Yeah. I bet you that you go up to a person, they'll know the song, but they won't know what 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 it's sampled from. Yeah. Because no credit was given. And the song that it's sampled from is Why Can't We Live Together by Timmy Thomas. Hmm. Which came out in 1971. Yeah. And very few people know that. And the only reason I found out about that was because I was working at Chipotle. Yeah. And that song came on the radio while I was doing my morning shift. Mm-hmm. And I immediately recognized the beat. Oh, okay. And I was able to figure out, wait a minute, this is Hotline Bling. I never even knew that this was sampled. Mm. And it kind of got me frustrated. I was kind of like, well, wait a minute. How many other songs am I listening to yeah. that are sam- Like, how many songs do rappers sample that we don't even realize? It's, True. it's, it's cool. like the, the reason why a lot of rap artists even credit the the things they sampled or even artists in journals because they 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 get into potential legal trouble. I don't think a lot of them would yeah. even would even bother if if that was that weren't the case. Like like even for example like um from what I know the song One Love. It samples samples mm. peop, samples the song People Get Ready. And mm. I'm so sorry. And, no, you're fine. Don't worry. And about like, it. I think the only reason why they did that, for example, is because they, they were in potential legal trouble, so they just tried to avoid it by, by crediting. But that's, but that seems wrong if Drake's not giving any credit to. That's fair, especially when it's such a popular to, song. To Timmy Thomas. Yeah. True. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Poor Tim. Can we can we get a, a moment of silence for Timmy Thomas, and his music? Sure. Great artist. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, also it depends on, I don't know. I feel like if the sampling is done in a creative way, I'm all for it. I mean, for example, um, De La Soul's I Know. Hip hop love, this is, and don't mind when I quiz your involvement before the sun. Bar- they borrowed the main guitar riff. De La Soul. De La Soul. Yes. It's just me, oh. myself, and I. 
Yes, yeah, I, I love, love that them. Um, yeah. So they did a song called I Know, and they borrow the main guitar riff, because that's pretty much the beat, right? It's the guitar riff. They borrow it from Peg by Steely Dan. Your name is lots of but the way it's done, it's it's so masterfully done. I mean, if you take the if you take the sample and do it in a creative way, I mean, yeah. I can't be mad because you know, Eminem, yeah. Eminem and Lil Wayne, mm -hmm. no love. I can show you vouchers. I'm sweet. Took a song that's usually considered pretty cliche. You know, what is love, mm -hmm. baby? And they turned it into a rap beat, and it's beautiful oh, yeah. and when you yes. can do something like that yeah then it's not you're not sampling i mean yeah. it's not sampling like people refer refer to sampling as it's true it's creative expression you're taking something that usually people consider pretty terrible yeah. and turning it into something else and in that sense sampling is great yeah for sure i just think if you if you just take a beat and don't do anything with it and just slap it onto a song like for example like we brought up before ice ice baby i mean Of course I'm gonna be pissed. I mean, because you didn't you didn't do anything creative with oh, it. You just man. like slapped some lines. Yeah, you made it worse. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's that. But um, you know the you know the Beastie Boys sampled the Beatles. But have you ever, you know the song The End by the Beatles? Down, 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 Ooh, I don't. down. Damn. They used that beat mm -hmm. from The End on Abbey Road uh, and and included it into a song. I am not sure uh, mm. if they were supposed to do that because I yeah it's it's very much in the back and you can barely hear it. But when you but if you know the Beatles and you know their discography really well, mm -hmm. um, you know that song. And so Fair. I wonder, um, I, I I can't remember this. It's I think it's like science or something. Like something okay. Science with uh, the Beastie Boys. Um, and that something like that makes me wonder. Well. You're not really using it. Yeah. You're not using it for creative expression. You're kind of just putting it in the background and rapping over it. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the credit? Especially <laughs> since it's the Beatles. Oh, but I'm for sure the sure. Beatles. Listen, I'm sure the Beatles found out. They always find out. Their lawyers are some of the best lawyers in the yeah. world. I've never, yeah. Seen, yeah, exactly. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. That reminds me of um, the whole um, bittersweet symphony thing by the Verve and how yeah. they borrowed the beat from. A Rolling Stones song. I can't even remember the song, but I mean, the lawyers pounced on that real quick and pretty much like whatever money was made off of Bittersweet Symphony, it goes directly to the Rolling Stones because they borrowed the main riff from that. Um, a little a little off topic, but can I talk yeah. about something that Michael Jackson did? Sure. What's up? Yeah. Michael he, Jackson owns the Beatles. Yeah. He yes. Does, yes. Yeah, he, well, no, he, he did. Owns the Beatles. That's he not did. even what I was going to talk about. Did you know that he, at one point he owned the song Happy Birthday? Yeah. Really? Oh, no, the shoot. song, the song. Yeah, I yeah. heard about birthday to So you. in restaurants for a while, while he owned that song, because it was copyrighted by him. Yeah. You had to sing that shitty happy, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday, happy, uh, happy birthday to you. Or there's the happy birthday. No, no, not to that, not, not that. It's you could the, sing that too, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you could sing that too. But mm, that's probably you could get a lawyer coming to your to your restaurant if you played Stevie Happy Wonders. Birthday. That's nuts. Oh. I remember hearing that if you want to include the song Happy Birthday in a movie, yeah. like a group of people singing Happy Birthday, it costs ten thousand dollars. That's how much that's the royalties oh, cost nuts. for Happy Birthday. That's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absurd. To have it in a film and for that's, actors to sing I th it. I, but I heard it was back in public domain. I heard it's not with him anymore. Yeah, that's, Unless anything's changed. I mean, I thought it was still, with, yeah. 
It's a matter of a problem. That's like a cultural thing. I know. You can't take away happy. You can't take away happy birthday. For it's like taking. It's like taking away ring around the roses. I know. Just have a lawyer pull up on a bunch of kids saying you can't sing that. I know. We'll we can't sing ring around the roses. <laughs> <laughs> No, copyright's such a weird thing. If I mean, you hand them an envelope and tell them they're served. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like three. I mean, the Mr. Lawyer's charging us $2 million <laughs> for Wink the Wanda Wolfies. And you're mocking my laugh. Okay, sure. Yeah, I know. I have a okay, bad laugh. Okay, sure. Shout, out to, shout, out, to, shout out to Daniel Greenfield. <laughs> shout out to man like having a so i guess at least i noticed that now that i've been in college my music has evolved my taste in music has evolved a lot since. more downtime more yes. downtime to discover yeah. more music yes that's yeah. true though i find myself delving back into the nostalgic stuff and i'm like oh i had I hadn't, yeah same i hadn't yeah. listened sorry man <laughs> i hadn't listened to jimmy cliff in years until I came here, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot how." Because of me. Are... Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Well, maybe actually, yes. When you put on Toots, I was like, "You know what? I gotta go back to that Jimmy Cliff stuff." Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, man. I still have to tune into Jimmy. Many Cliff. rivers to cross. Love it. Um, Very great song. No, I find myself listening. Sitting here in limbo. <laughs> Love that song too. So, um, I noticed because um, when I was a kid, oh god, I used to listen to Madonna as well. And I've been listening oh, yeah. to it now that I've been back at the dorms. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not even like her eight. It's not even the stuff from the 90s, which I think is like prime Madonna. It's like 2000s where it's just like. Yeah, same thing for me. I find you myself know? listening to more like like R&B and soul again. That's good. Like Nice. Like Marvin, Marvin Gaye has, yes. has, a, has a big part of my, I, my I've life I've been listening now. to what's, what's going, going on. What's going on? Yeah, yes. what's going on? I've been just listening to that. whole album is a masterpiece. So good. Oh, what's going on? I used to listen to that whenever I'd close for work. I'd always put that on. Because yeah. we can like play music while we're closing. I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back that feeling for so long. And if you... Another artist I, I, really, I really listen to a lot is Miguel. Oh, I have not... I've actually never listened to any of his songs. Hello, stranger. It's been a... Minute. Miguel has a really Since beautiful we voice. Oh, uh, okay. No. By the way, <laughs> I only know "Hello Stranger" by Barbara Lewis. It's like it seems like a mighty long time. That song. Yeah. Yeah. From Moonlight. Um. You know. Moonlight. Moonlight. Their soundtrack. If Bill Street could talk, was uh, robbed. Moonlight. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure. Robbed. Wasn't even nominated. I know that ki- that that I was better better than that. Green Book. I'll tell you I that. I know that's a st- that's you know what? Can we talk? I, can we talk about that for a hot sec? I need to like I need to unload here. I mean, two just, things I need to get off my chest. Spike Lee lost to Driving Miss Daisy two times, practically two times. Like when uh, is he gonna get justice, man? I, I don't. I don't. He I got don't an really... Oscar though. I know, he but I mean, away with one. I know, but Green Book still that, beat him for best. Pissed? I yeah. know, like, I he was, did. He was actively pissed about oh, the fact that Oh, I don't that blame Green Book... him. Here's yeah. the thing, though. I'm not as upset about the fact that Green Book won because of the the political controversies of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think that they're... Okay. I mean... The, the, the award, sh- award, shows, award shows like that aren't... aren't they, they don't really mean anything now. It's, no. it's It's like... It's basically what Drake was getting at when he went at, at the Grammys. And well, he wrote a song called Grammys. Most niggas with a deal. 
couldn't make a greatest hits. They don't they don't really mean mm. anything. Like Suppose. even when when I saw when I saw Cardi Cardi B uh, when when the best rap it album wasn't the best rap it, album. It, Cardi I I love Cardi B and and Invasion of Privacy is a good uh it's a good album. Get money go right. Never been a fraud in my motherfucking life. It's, it's fun to listen to but you can't tell me that she she went over Pusha T and and, and Nipsey Hussle there those were Hmm. Like yeah yeah, yeah. Th these these award shows are mostly just like political messages and Suppose. popularity. Because here's like here's the thing about the whole Green Book thing is that because you're right, Matt. It's it's becoming far less about. Listen, they they want to promote the political messages of Green Book. They want to show that they're involved in the culture. Yeah. You know, but the, here's the problem with Green Book is that it wasn't even the best movie of its kind no, last heard, year. Yeah. Black Klansman was better. Yes. If Bill Street Could Talk was better. Yeah. I, Black Panther, I, I would honestly see that I would honestly yeah, see that, that winning better. over. I when Green Book won, I actually stood up. Like I was like, what? What the too. hell did I just see happen? This was just a waste. This was a waste of my time. I was like, why? Why would this? The funny thing was that I actually saw the movie that day before the Oscars. I wasn't even okay. surprised. I, you weren't uh, surprised. No. I kind of I kind of was. I, I expect to be disappointed watching these shows. Damn. No, I mean it. It definitely speaks to like. I mean. Especially considering a lot of the voters that are part of the academy. I mean, they're let's face it, they're all pretty out of touch. But yeah, exactly. A lot of yeah, them, a lot of them. A lot of them. Ha I heard that a lot of like people who ju who judge artists at the Grammys haven't haven't even listened to some of. That's the, true. The, yes. The There's too much music. There. Yeah, exactly. There's too much fucking music to decide what's the best of the year. Yeah, for and sure. To, especially to to decide between like. Like ten people who don't even like enjoy that type of music. Exactly. Yeah. Music. Music is. This is a very subjective statement, but I think music, no, is, music is more subjective than film. Hmm. In term, not in terms of, in terms of popularity. I think that that mm. more people, more of the voters at the Oscars go to see more movies e a year. That's true. In terms of percentages, like they're, they're, there's, yeah. they're, they'll see because there's less movies than music. Also, they get the movies like mailed to them, or there's a link they can click on. Like yes. they, they, I feel I don't think that's the case with the Grammys because there's too much music, like you said, to really yeah be well, sent. Also, you don't everything. need you don't need to send anything to the Grammys. Oh, that's true. Because Spotify, Spotify is a Apple thing music. and exists. <laughs> That's yeah, true. That's true. Um, I mean, maybe you do send some digital files if somebody doesn't have Spotify. But maybe well, I don't know. Really make I don't know. Um, but I think the time, um, the time that I lost faith in the Grammys was when Tribe Called Quest was not even nominated for Best Rap Album what one of the year. What year? It was. Um, it's like we are we are here. Thank you for your service. Their no, no, final. No, no, what, what won that year? Ooh, to Google we go. Oh, man. Yeah, for me it was when fucking Malcolmore beat Kendrick Lamar. Oh. For what? For um, Mad City, Good Kid, Mad City. All my life I want money and power, respect my mind, or die from less Macklemore beat Kendrick. What was it, the heist? Yeah, I don't remember Macklemore. Yeah, Good Kid, Mad City was one of the best rap albums of this decade. Of all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna up you on that one and say all time. It's just a great album. It's, it's for a long time I thought it was better than To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, but then I don't know when you To Pimp a Butterfly is just a masterpiece. Oh, for sure. That's the best rap album of our decade. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's 
Such a thematic album. Yeah. Would you describe it as concept? Yes, yeah, a concept album. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Um, I. Okay. Um, this is a. I, th- I don't know if this is an unpopular take or not, but. Okay. I. You know when da- when damn won best rap album that year. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Flower Boy was better. So now I'm speeding and trying to drop away from the fact that she was right. So I triple left trying to double back. No, I felt like I really. So. I felt like it was. I don't know. That's just. Just me. I mean, Tyler, it is subjective. Tyler's a bit but... too over the top. Yeah. Flower, really? Flower Boy. Flower Like the thing. That was his most personal Tyler, album, I yeah, thought. Yeah, it's, it's personal and it's like fun to listen to. But I don't know. Just after listening to Damn, I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this, this title damn. makes perfect sense. Bitch, be humble. Like it's definitely not his, his, his best work. His magnum opus. No. But even his, but like, um, even stuff that isn't his best work is good. It's hard to one up yourself after you release two albums that are that great, especially though. after you release Tip Imba Butterfly. Yeah, I don't it, think you could beat that. It's like there. when you set the bar, the the standard too high. Yeah, that was the thing about the Beatles is that each album, I'd say from 1965 to yeah. 1969, mm-hmm. every Beatles album got better progressively. Yeah. Where it seems like this is their best album. No, this is their best album. And then as you listen to more of it, you're like, no, it actually gets better as it goes along. Yeah. And that's not, and that's 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 a compliment to the Beatles because you don't see artists doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. You, a lot of the artists that we've seen today either haven't reached their peak yet, or yeah. they're they've already reached their peak. Like Kanye West, I think, has already reached his peak. Oh, I don't for think, sure. I don't think that he has released an album as good as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy since that. I album. love that album. Since. since since that album came out, yes. I don't think he has gotten better than that. I think that he has gone through waves of greatness and that yeah. there has been some bad stuff since then. I don't think Jesus is a good album. All the mother niggas lame and you know it now. When the real nigga hold you down. There's it seems like he's jaded. I don't know. It's just I well, think combined yeah. like Especially with like the way he's been acting recently, combined with the ups and the downs, it's just well. That was the thing about Ye. On. That yeah. was the thing about Ye. Was that Ye? Sometimes I take all the shine, talk like I drank all the wine. Was probably the first album that I've listened to where I thought to myself, he he knew how to make it work. Yeah. But I feel like his the craziness on all these other albums kind of makes you scream a little bit because it's so weird. Yeah. But I feel like Ye was so cold that it was it was fine you know okay. what i mean like it like you listen to it and you're like well wait a minute now you're starting to see his perspective from things because right. i feel like yeah. everything was a little brushed over until then yeah. Fair. um kids see ghost i don't think was a good album though you know oh yeah i was gonna say um so i we i looked it up in terms of um we are here thank you for your service was not even nominated really no Oh, day lost soul and the day lost souls album and the anonymous nobody beat it for a nomination when we are here thank you for your service i think was a lot better it's also disrespect to fife dog oh for sure and q-tip i think he the year before that he performed we the people which is the lead single on that album at the grammys the ramen noodle and he still didn't even get a nomination which is crazy so pretty much that year it was 2017 uh coloring book won that year chance the rapper coloring book though it was good it was really good but come on at least give tribe called quest a nomination 
I agree Come with on. you, but Coloring Book was very good. I know. I know it, it was. I'm not saying it didn't deserve to win, but um, at least a nomination for Fife. I don't know. Yeah. I know it's funny. I was just... I just listened to a handful of songs from that album today and it just it brought back so much nostalgia. I mean, I know it only was released like a couple years ago, but So nostalgic. So nostalgic. 2016. I'm listening to Katy Perry's E.T. Oh my, oh my god, god, so oh hipster. God, so love it. I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> I did listen to that when I was a kid too, though. My my music was trash. Man. It was trash. TikTok by Kesha was a thing too. Oh Tick- yeah. <laughs> wow. TikTok. On the clock I and the party. I haven't even thought about that song <laughs> since, since elementary school. I'm no. always thinking about that song. That's a problem. <laughs> that does I'm sound like a problem. Praying, I feel bad for you. It does. Someone help me, please. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can, can, I, can I talk but, a little bit more about um, Pimpa Butterfly? Yeah, of course. Yeah, feel free, man. That's that's just, I don't know. That's just like one of my favorite albums of all time, listening to it. Yeah. Uh, I just wanna, I just wanna talk about some of the criticisms about it. Like uh, sure. criticisms. Yeah, a lot yeah. of times, a lot of times, like I would, I would bring it up to my friends, and mm-hmm. and they'd talk about like they, they like Kendrick Lamar too, and they'd say like they, they don't really, they didn't really like like to Pimper Butterfly, however, because it was too political or or, or oh, they, they couldn't relate to it. But I feel like the the thing about Pimper Butterfly, yeah. like it takes, it takes like the struggles that black people have and it packages it in a way that's that makes it easier to understand and makes it more relatable like he he talks about like how he feels like like he abandons his community and family and in, in songs like you you ain't no brother you ain't no disciple you ain't no friend a friend for profit and mama thank god for rap i would say it got me a pack but what's better than that the fact it brought me back home like a lot of people can relate to like losing family and feeling like they betray their loved ones after becoming famous and and even earlier in the album like institutionalized it like perfectly like explains the situation with wesley snipes like the idea that a lot of rich black men after they, they gain success it's taken away from them mm-hmm. just as fast as they get it because growing up a lot of young black people who are poor and grow up in certain neighborhoods they they don't they don't get the same same help with managing their money or 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 their success True. you know what i'm saying so yeah. it, it's 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 their 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 success is a lot more like fragile than 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 people who who were exposed to 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 money at a young to a lot of money at a younger age or come from families who who can support them with, with that yeah. type of stuff yeah um that reminds me a friend of mine wrote an essay yeah he's a huge fan of bob dylan huge yeah. fan Bob Dylan's great you've met him <laughs> oh, oh oh yes yes you've met him um and he's probably gonna listen to this so hi um anyway. name? shout him out hey Dylan what's up um his name's Dylan yes his name's Dylan <laughs> wait yes are you serious I'm not kidding that's the most amazing thing I've ever Bob heard Bob Dylan so much well my middle name is uh McCartney oh that's amazing yeah. my middle name is Withmore I don't have a middle name um but he was taught he wrote an essay about protest songs and he talked about um times they are changing oh, the times they are changing. and blowing in the wind and i said to him i'm like yeah but you could have wrote you could have wrote the same essay about to pimp a butterfly and that's like a yeah. whole ass album yeah, so exactly. actually you know what I, it's but, funny that you say that because i was thinking about this the other day kendrick lamar is the bob dylan of rappers yes yeah, he is. exactly he is. yes and it's funny because they both they both won like um 
Did 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 Bob Dylan win a, a Pulitzer Prize? He did win a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. And so did Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. You say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I thought that was really interesting, but in terms of I don't know, at least a lot of main like main mainstream America tends to look at Bob Dylan more in terms of like the guy with the protest songs. Yeah, help yourself, absolutely. Um, I don't know, but I guess part of it is that it's more palatable, right? It's like I feel like at the time, everyone, most people agreed that the, we shouldn't get into the Vietnam War, and so yeah, songs but... like "Blowing in the Wind" and "Times They Are Changing." It's like yeah, we can all get on board. Whereas with "To Pimp a Butterfly," it's so niche. I mean, that was risky releasing an album like that. Yeah. So much respect. I, yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. So it's 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 also like something new, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jazz. You don't, you don't hear yes. rap like that ever. Yeah, not no. before and not afterwards. No, it, it was very much its and own you, thing. Exactly, and even the, the the outro of the album, um, "Mortal Man," that song. I tried in the court of law. If the industry cut me off, if the government want me dead, pack cocaine in my car. Would you judge me a drug head or see me as Caleb Mark? That song's amazing. He 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 brings up the idea of um people supporting black artists only for like their music, but then. When they yes. get a bit of controversy, they they're completely abandoned. That's so true. Yes, and Colin exactly. Kaepernick. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This, this happens to a lot of famous black mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, but the minute you speak your mind, they want nothing to do with you. Exactly. Yes. And 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 even even after, later on in the song, he he has like I've never I've never seen it on like an album before. He has like like it sounds like an actual conversation between him and. And Tupac, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful transition. Yeah. Just that whole song, it it's, gives me the chills, man. Right. Cool. Um, and I'm gonna interrupt a little bit and say no, that we've good. been talking so much about Pimp Butterfly. I still think it's his best album, mm-hmm. but I don't think that enough people talk about Good Kid, Mad City. No, I don't think I don't, so either. I don't yes. think enough people talk about. I don't that. think enough people talking about Section 80. Visions of Martin Luther staring at me. Malcolm X put a hex on my future. Someone catch me. I'm fu- you, That one too. I've never mm-hmm. even listened to that. But yeah, you're right. Nah, I've heard it's great. But the thing about Good Kid, Mad City is that... I feel like it's his it's most not, personal. Yes, album. it's not yeah. political. Mm-hmm. It's And that's kind of what the beauty in it is that it is it is a story. It's the story of his life. Yeah. yeah. The, Literally the whole, a good kid in a mad city. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. When you hear... And, and you hear the... Um, the song uh, Mad City itself. Fresh out of school, cause I was a high school grad. Sleeping in the living room of my mama's bed. Of course, it's like a party song. Yeah. But when you listen to the lyrics, it's about growing up in the hood. Yeah. Yeah. The where you from is was a was a wasn't the thing that the Bloods of the Crips would say. Yeah. That, like you'd yeah. say, where you from? Because where you're from decides whether we're not gonna fuck you up or not. Yeah. Fair. And that's and I that that goes over a lot of people because everybody just shouts yah 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 yah. And then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, this is not a party song. This yeah. is a very deep, somewhat controversial song. For sure. Yeah, it, it's like, it, it sort of, he sort of goes into like his own psychology and it, 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 it just shows you what like growing up in that type of environment and the things like, like the certain things you get exposed to, how it can it affect your psychology. Mm-hmm. You think about like, like I, I, I hear people say this a lot, like a lot of, a lot of black people are depressed, but they're just not diagnosed because like there's, there's still a stigma in terms yeah, of yeah culture there's like a stigma yeah. against it you know what i'm saying yeah you see that in a lot of cultures a lot of other cultures too mm-hmm. where mental health isn't considered a thing yeah uh, and that really pisses me off when you grow up in a certain type of environments like that your your natural your natural instinct has to be to to, mm-hmm. to fend for yourself and not show like weaknesses that i've seen like a, an interview of um you guys know chief keith right the no, rapper yeah of like, course. he's 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 from from south side chicago and he's seen like his his brother, he's seen his closest friends die, and yeah. and he he's not able to shed a tear because he has to put on 
a tough tough pers- tough persona so he can so he can fend for himself and i feel like that that happens to like a lot of a lot of black people that they don't they don't they don't necessarily have the choice to really take care of themselves emotionally dr dre also lost his brother yeah while, mm. while on tour yeah damn that's rough yeah kendrick kendrick lamar also mentions like losing someone very close to him in the song you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very hard song to listen to yeah he, it is a, very it's a tough per- one that's his most personal song hmm. it's but, also because it's not even just about the content it's the way he's saying it yeah the fact that he's, he's kind of yeah. yelling at you and that's mm-hmm. really tough to listen to I, i'm happy it's out there but it's not just a song that i can just listen to on a whim and he's speaking mm-hmm. he's he's like and the fact that he's like speaking to himself directly yeah 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 well i you want to know one of the things i love about that album is the that poem that gets recited throughout the oh, whole thing. Yeah. I remember when you were. That's exactly the the whole. He concept says it of the it. whole. He says it the whole. Like, isn't it like this after whole, every song? Yeah, or something? the whole concept of it is it's it's so genius. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he he reveals like a little bit more of of the poem that relates to each song specifically. That's damn. How do you even think of that? That's insane. <laughs> right. I love that. Um, I'm kind of glad that you know rap music that delves into political and racial issues is being acknowledged by the mainstream because i feel like there was a time there was people before kendrick lamar that did it maybe not in the way that he did in you know to pimp a butterfly but um there are rappers that have done that before but it just kind of got swept under the rug at least by the mainstream at the time and i think the best example of that is um public enemy a lot of their songs are very political um so so was tribe called quest that's oh yeah. They, had a, they had a lot of political songs. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I tend to, especially in their final album as well. For you know, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of that was glossed over. But I'm bringing up Public Enemy specifically because, and I know in the 1990 Grammys for best rap performance, um, Public Enemy was nominated, but also Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. Oh, um, man. So Public Enemy, they wrote an entire album. I think it's called um, Fear of a Black Planet. Which the name says it all, super political and talks about racial issues, right? And then Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff, they released well, the main single that they released that year was "Summertime." Oh my god! And of course, they, Public Enemy what? lost to you know Will what? Smith they, and Jazzy they, Jeff. They, they played oh, at, my, <laughs> at my last summer job. They played that song over and over again whenever the kids had free swim, and I got so tired of it. Yes, it's not good. No, it's not at all. On the, it's but, very on the nose yeah it just it speaks to it just speaks to america at that time though that's not something they wanted to adhere to they did not want to talk about racial issues and so if public enemy dared to they were like nope no you know no win for you but um yeah i don't know i I think they were also afraid they were also afraid of getting too political because they didn't want to lose they didn't want to lose their audience that's true yeah exactly um but a lot of a lot of mainstream rappers did also talk about it but i don't like you said i think the general consensus is that people want to like stay away from it stay away from that sort of conversation like for example sure. tupac tupac shakur had a lot yes. of very political songs oh for sure yeah, yes did. i mean this the song um keep your head up say the black of the bed the sweet of the juice i say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots yes it's not necessarily political but, but there's more changes. Yeah. yeah changes i see no changes wake up in the morning and i ask myself it's like worth living shut up Changes Change by Tupac. Yeah, by Tupac. I'm afraid I did not know that one. Yeah, that's, I don't know that one either. That's like one of his his most popular. It's it's beautiful. He talks huh. about. Mm, yeah. He. I mean, I guess it makes sense for him, right? His the mom penitentiary's was... packed and it's filled with blacks. 
damn. That's yeah. a that's that's a line from that. Yeah, oof. Um, I guess it makes sense though, right? Because his mother was a civil. She was like a civil rights activist, and she was very like prominent in yeah. the movement in the sixties. Yeah, so for people sense. listening, I apologize, but I am very fidgety twenty four seven. So no, if you hear I... noises, I, I <laughs> deeply apologize. It's all good. I mean, it shows it's that ASMR. Oh yeah, ASMR. forgot. So we've been talking about hip hop for a while. For a while. Yeah. Now. Let's start. Let's start delving back into some history. I'd be down. Let's talk about what do you want to talk about, buddy? I think Nirvana was the last great rock band for me. Disagree. Uh, I disagree too. <laughs> white, white stripes. No. Really? They, they. I don't think. I don't think they're they they're the same. They. I don't think they measure up. Yeah. Well, I, I not in terms of, I mean, it's that's very subjective. I I prefer White Stripes. Um, to Nirvana. I do. Wow. Okay. But at the listen, I'm not taking. That's not me taking away anything from Nirvana. No, no, no. They're I know. I'm just band. so surprised. Everything, most people... everything that Matt yeah. has showed me, I've had a deep appreciation for. It's yeah. not music written for me. Uh, Cause I'm Bad. not into grunge, but I'm a huge fan of grunge. Yeah, same. I, yeah, I <laughs> look at you too. Yeah. The, um, but uh, uh, I think that the White Stripes carried the legacy. I think that they are the children of bands like Led Zeppelin and ACDC. I think when you listen to their I music, I, I keep thinking to myself, I'm listening to what Led Zeppelin could have written at one point in the '70s. Hmm. So mm-hmm. I consider them to be the last great rock band. I don't even. If 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 even if we're getting that modern, I don't think I don't even think they were. Hmm. I mean, I I wouldn't call them the last great rock band, but I think they deserve some credit here. I mean, at least the Strokes with their first album is this it. I mean, that was a really great rock is this album. It was yeah, so that's, good. From that's my favorite 01. modern rock album. So good. Um, and then also, I feel like people don't give the Libertines enough credit because. Yeah. I mean, they're mainly a UK I band. Heard and of I... that. Oh, you haven't? Oh no, they're they're a UK rock band. Um, it's funny. Um, the main the lead singer kind of sounds like Billy Idol. Take that as you wish. But um, no, they're really good. I I really like them. Um, and also Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys. Oh my God, yeah. their first two albums are. Wow. You are you are going outside of my limits. Even oh, it's even, all good. Even, yeah. like, <laughs> even like their their first. How would you say their first uh, singles and. And, and tracks before before their their album whatever people say I am that's what I'm not oh I haven't listened yeah. to anything with I yeah check it out it's pretty good I'd be down yeah no I I feel like with a lot of the bands that were brought up like the Strokes and the Libertines and I guess I don't know if White Strike because I don't know their repertoire as well but it seems like they've they're like a hard rock they're like I know throwback almost I, I know Seven Nation Army and like. We're, I can tell that we are going to be friends. I can tell that we are going to be friends. Those are the only two songs I, I know from them. For me, it's Icky Thump. When I listen to that, I'm... Yeah. Icky this, Thump. This could have been on Led Zeppelin 4. Oh, okay. I think it's one of those that things... That album is... Can we... Who's, who here has listened to Led Zeppelin 4? Uh, what about System I of a Down? To... System of a Down. System I've of a Down. I haven't listened modern, to System of a Down. And they're another rock, modern modern rock band that that I really I really enjoy. Ooh, okay. They're 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 very like dark and very metal. What's their what's the what's the song that they're most known for? Chop Suey. Wake up, wake up. That song that song is very oh very okay. I've heard Chop I've heard Chop Suey or B Y O B. 
Okay. No, that's, it's kind of, it's kind of coming back to me. <laughs> um, but I noticed with a lot of these bands, they just get tamer and tamer and tamer. And it's really sad. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed that, but they're becoming more poppy. It's just so watered down. Well, say, that's, that's the complaint about Weezer. Yeah, that that's... Weezer has gotten way too poppy, and then a lot of their fans have abandoned I them mean, because of it. Beverly but... Hills. Come on! But at I don't the same time, Weezer, at the same time, yeah, that. that song. But at the same yeah. time, I feel like the reason, the reason why why rock music is is become is coming out of the mainstream is because yeah. a lot of people are complaining that rap music is changing too much, but. On the other hand, rap music we have let evolved into whatever it's become today. Yeah, it's a, it's the pretty much the prominent yeah, genre. Yeah, you right you now. have to yeah exactly you have to you have to let music change and and evolve so people can have something new to listen to. If if every battle if every like rock song is sounding like older stuff, then why wouldn't we just listen to the Beatles? That's the true. That's true. Um, but I noticed with um, with the Arctic Monkeys specifically, um. Cause I, cause okay, whatever people say, um, that's what I'm not. I yeah. feel like that's their rawest album. Yeah. My favorite worst nightmare. Still good, but not as raw. Humbug's kind of mellow. Um, suck it and see. Eh. Um, people really like AM. I'm I not like a. AM. I'm not a big fan. Uh, I'm not. I don't. What uh, about Hotel Base Tranquility Casino? Mediocre. Uh, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to say <laughs> the names. Um, I think it's hotel based tranquility. That sounds about right. Plus casino. Plus casino. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every 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 scary. every song and every every everything about that that album is long and complicated. Yeah, I'm not. No. Um, but there's some there's there's some modern there's some modern rock bands though that are I've that are kind of offensive. <laughs> to me in terms of like the way they go about the 1975 I'm like, oh yeah okay or like the vamps oh i haven't listened to the vamps i'm not a big i'm not a big fan i don't appreciate it no um so i was wondering sam when because i know you're a big fan of rock when does it when does it end for you in terms of does it end with white stripes you feel like in terms of not in terms of my range? fandom because my range white stripes is, is actually an oddity for me oh okay i only really listen to a few songs by them but they're 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 an oddity for me most it, my my range really ends with the early '80s. Oh, okay. My, that's that for me is when I jump off because a lot I... of the music that came afterwards to me isn't that good. And yeah. I think that a I... lot of a lot of the rock that's that for me is when rock started to go down. I don't like Van Halen. I don't like any of those bands. Oh, Def Leppard. I'm like. I I don't yeah. listen to that. It's it, a lot of it is non-exposure, and so I have to give some credit to the fact that I don't listen to a lot of these bands. But from yeah. from what I've heard, I've, I've never. I'm never with it. I'm never like this is this is good to me. I yeah. think that the last great album that I've that I listened to uh, in terms of rock mm -hmm. um, is probably um, I don't know exactly what dates, but 1981 was the year that uh, ACDC's um, Back in Black, oh iconic, and, and yeah. Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell yes. came out. And those two albums for me are the last great rock albums for what I listen to. Not in terms uh, of yeah. for other people. Not yeah. in terms of for other people. I know and, that there are other people who listen to that other stuff. I yeah. it's just that stuff is not written for me. For me it's Fair. probably like like Rem and, and Rem. I like I like yeah, I like Rem. But um, these but these are just that but I'm just giving you a sense of my taste. Yeah, not for sure. Because I don't think that that's the thing is that like I guess this is this is this could be a 
I don't want people to misconceive what I'm saying. No, it's all good. Nirvana is a great band. No, it's you just, can. The you music can respect... is is not for me. It is not. Yeah. It was not written for my sensibilities. Yeah, you can respect so, an artist and not really like their catalog. And, yeah, and I really respect what Kurt Bain, Kurt Cobain was able to accomplish. Yeah. But the bands that I listen to, I listen to Jimi Hendrix. I listen to Black yes. Sabbath. I listen yes. to ACDC, Led yeah. Zeppelin. Yeah. And those are the bands that I listen to. For so, oh, sorry. So anything that really comes after that is is not, it's not, was not music made for me. I was going to say though, in terms of the 80s for rock bands, I noticed that um, it's either, a lot of it is power ballads. Um, yeah, not a fan yeah, either. same. I feel like... No offense to Journey. I mean, they're bad. Yeah, <laughs> they're bad. You don't have yeah, to sugarcoat it. it. Get out, fa- stupid. I mean, fa- <laughs> don't stop believing in faithfully. I mean, they're inherently power ballads. Broken yeah. Wings is a power ballad. Yeah, it is. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big what, fan. Take my breath away. I mean, <laughs> well, that's the thing is that there, there's a Black Sabbath song that I'm sure you've you've at least heard you know have you ever watched big mouth i haven't i still need to watch you know, it okay have you ever heard the song i'm going through changes sounds familiar yeah. that's a power ballad written by black sabbath yeah but it's ironic yeah that's, that's the thing about it is that i don't yeah. i don't think they went into it thinking to themselves let's make a great power ballad i think that they were thinking let's do something different for the fans yeah so it's so in that I sense mean, a power ballad can work for me yeah but, true. but for the most part if you're a band that's based around power ballads and get out of my face hey, get out <laughs> stupid no, I just in terms of in terms of rock music i like when it's energetic and fun and there's a sense of rawness and, yeah, and exactly. pain to it and with power ballads it just it it makes it saccharine and i'm like eh, not for me well that's the thing know. that was that's that was the downfall of the rolling stones oh yeah is that that the minute that they decided that they were going to make their music 80s-esque yeah. Was the yeah. minute that they that they went downhill? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like their later stuff at all. No, I, I no don't it's either. not good. And same thing with Paul McCartney is that a lot of these yes. artists decided that they were going to modernize themselves, but it didn't come out. It it almost never came out well. Yeah. The 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 album uh, "Bridges to Babylon" by the Rolling Stones is absolutely terrible. It's not even, a yeah. good album. I haven't listened to them entirely. Like, I'd say like the the best example of the Rolling Stones is Sticky Fingers. Or really... beggars banquets. Yeah. Oh, God, you're now you're speaking. You're, you're <laughs> now we're tuning you're back into Sam my bean. <laughs> flicking my bean with that one. <laughs> no, let, let it bleed. Let it. Uh, no, Sticky Fingers is is just that that album is rock and roll at its core. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. and they go through they they cover so much ground on that one album with only ten songs, and you listen to it. Yeah. And it's it's. It's unbelievable what they were able to accomplish in a ten-song album, um, and so in, the, in that sense, it, it. I listen. I think that the greatest rock album of all time is Abbey Road. Yeah. But rock at its core, when I think about it, I look to Sticky Fingers. I think that mm. that is that is rock and roll at its core. That makes sense. Though. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Or or you can go back even further to, to rock rock where it started. Oh no! no. Oh yeah. The thing is about yeah. you know Little uh, Richard. Yeah. Little Richard. Tootie Fruity. A lot of people forget that rock is um it's it's a black genre. Oh yeah, and yet Elvis is the king of On my rock. midterm on my midterm for uh for um 
what you, uh, AFPRL, which is African American Political Studies. Oh, how's that class going? It's fine. Right, it's fun. Cool. I like cool. the content. Oh, it's not fun. You know what? Let me take that one back. It's not fun at all. Okay. But it is. It is a very interesting class, and uh, I wrote about Chuck Berry. In, nice. In my, uh, I love that. In my midterm. That's yeah. great. So we're supposed to pick two cultural figures, not like Martin Luther King. You had to pick cultural figures, yeah. Yeah. entertainers. And I picked um, Jackie Robinson yes. and uh, Chuck Berry. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Well, because, okay, so it was actually funny because I put together my study guide mm-hmm. for, for, this, uh, uh, for this midterm. And I decided beforehand that my two were going to be um, Jackie Robinson and Sidney Poitier. Oh, interesting. And, but the problem was, is right before the test started, he just blurts out, they can't be alive anymore. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, are you shoot. shitting me? I did all this research on Sidney Poitier. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now you're telling me I can't write about him. And so like, I was like, well, who else do I know? And I was like, oh, well, Chuck Berry. It's got to be Chuck amazing. Berry. And I, and I knew enough about him to make yeah. it work. And I, it's interesting, the content, like... Because that would have been, I feel like both topics are great, but with Sidney Poitier specifically, it's so fascinating because um, I feel like a lot of white people really liked him. Like the people. He was the first black like man he to was, win an Oscar. He was like, I feel like he was palatable wow. to a white audience and like people gravitated towards him. Whereas with Jackie Robinson, it took a little. That's like Bob Marley. It took with, a while. Bob Marley with uh, reggae music. Yeah, yeah. fair. That's true. like no one. I, I'd say my favorite like my reggae music. A uh, reggae artist is probably Toots and the Maytals, but oh, they're very good. But no one listens to them, uh, listens to them as much as Bob Marley. Because yeah. have you ever heard? Have you ever heard Keith Richards' uh, cover of "Pressure Drop"? Oh uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, "Pressure Drop" is just a great song. In it general. is. Like um, that's off of Hannah. Just for the record, that's yeah. off of "The Heart of They Come," the soundtrack that we were talking Ooh, about earlier. Okay, that song's right. on there. "Pressure Drop." "Pressure Drop" is 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 now "Pressure Drop" is from different. This is, was written by a different artist, but no. But the the Toots version is on the harder they come. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. But we call it um, yeah. It's it's, it's 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 kind of funny like how people say Bob Marley is the the king of reggae, but I feel like they don't give credit to like a lot of the artists that like really started reggae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, I don't really buy into those labels all that much because it's. I don't know. It's determined by <laughs> it's determined by white people, right? Yeah, and a lot it's of like, a lot of these people who don't even listen to other reggae. Exactly. Music. So I don't know. It's it's one of those things. But I was going to say, in terms of in terms of rock in the eighties and ugh, um, <laughs> um, it's a, it's slightly off topic. But have you got you know dancing in the street, right? With Mick Jagger and David don't you talk Bowie. bad about my no. That, don't talk bad about no, that song. Don't no, you, you dare. You like it? Don't you dare. No, are you kidding me? Don't you dare talk bad about that song. I will say this. It's (laughs) It's not not... my favorite version of that song. Oh, hell no, it's not. The Grateful Dead version of that song is way better. Oh, okay. I haven't even listened to the Grateful Dead version. There's a Grateful Dead version of that song that is way better. And it's far more, it's funkier, it's trippier, and it's just a better version. Yeah. But don't you fucking talk bad about Dancing in the Street by Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Come on. Have you seen the music video? I have. They, They almost kiss. Oh no! Like five times. No, but I think his uh, Mick Jagger's ex-wife did an interview, and she was like, "Oh yeah, they were totally fucking, like totally, yeah, they were." Oh come on, yeah. No, but um, I don't know. I just find it interesting because David Bowie as well. I feel like his, I mean, Black Star's a great final album. Black Star's great. The yeah. next day. Here I am, not quite <laughs> you know. I am not into glam really yeah. 
All right, how come? I dabble. In you David. dabble? I dabble in David Bowie, but, but you're he, not... I'm not a big fan. Oh, I love him. I find that, again, you're talking about music that was not written for me. I'm more oh, fair. pure. When you... the the David Bowie is, a, is an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. Because... I don't think that his music was written for everybody because it was written for me. And he was so popular. Is... And yet I feel like it's 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 tough looking at someone who's that popular but is not universally loved. Or not yeah. tough, but interesting. I think for me, I, I feel like for you, you, you folk, it seems like you focus solely on the music. Whereas for me, I oftentimes I'll tie the image of the person to the music and... I don't know, that, that means I'll, I'll kind of enjoy it more. I mean, for me... That kind of sucks, though. Really? What do you mean that kind of sucks? Yeah, because, like, um, music, I, I feel like, unless someone so unless someone has done something, like, like extremely horrible as, like, a person, I feel like oh. a lot of times people are, like, biased towards, uh, towards, like, certain artists, even when their music might not be so good because they have, like, a good aesthetic or because oh. they're popular for other people. But That's a like good music, point. People should just enjoy the art for the art. My... There's so many people. There's so many people I know who don't even know what 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 their taste in music is because they they only listen to like the the music that their friends listen to. And yeah. that's kind of sucks because music is supposed to be something that you can have a deeper connection. Yeah, to. but then, you know, back to the aesthetic thing. The Rolling Stones didn't have an aesthetic. Yeah, the, yeah. they're one of they were, and that that's one of my things. That's one of my my deep appreciations about them is that they yeah. were they simply had, they were simply musicians and, and they were out to make great music. And they, they had McJabber's lips. <laughs> That's true. But also, once I heard once him and David Bowie started hanging out, he was in a way kind of copying Fucking. the style and trying to get his own aesthetic, and that's kind of when it went. Yeah. Apparent. That's what I heard, but I could be wrong. Harshly disagree. Harshly disagree. I don't okay. think that Mick Jagger started going downhill until way later, because him and really David, him and David Bowie were still hanging out in the seventies, and the and the, the Rolling oh, Stones still released. I mean, around Some like, Girls, which is a good album. I mean, around like Dancing in the Street kind of. Years. But that was that was years after they had met. They were they had been friends yeah. for years by that time. They have been fucking for years since then. <laughs> well, one of them is dead, I mean, so I don't know if they're still fucking. Oh, that'd be that would. <laughs> this is the second time necrophilia has been brought up. It was brought up last night too. Oh. Well, what the hell? I think uh, I think okay. you should follow your uh, guests. I think we should just make a whole podcast on that. We really should. Oh, are you dabbing? Oh, are you about to sneeze? Yeah, I was um, about to sneeze. No, but for me, like when I was a... <laughs> slick. Um, but with the, when I was a kid, um, and especially in middle school, I didn't really fit in all that much, Whoa. and. Um, I, I don't know, David Bowie, just his image was, the first thing I was drawn to was his image. Very inspiring to me. The fact that he was like, I don't know, he played with style. He just, he didn't really give a shit what people thought. And he was just very much, he's very much himself. Yeah. Um, which I, that was something I really appreciated. And I feel like the music came afterward. But that, I, I can't help but feel that his image, in a way, is what got me into the music anyway. So yeah. I could have something to do with poster right over there. Yeah. I can totally see what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, I mean, for I sure. mean you definitely can't help He's like... cradling, he's singing to his guitar with an eye patch on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you definitely can't. Very out there, yeah. You definitely can't help, like, the influence the, the image of the artist has on, 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 for sure. On, on, on their popularity but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's just sort of sort of unfair to the craft itself you know what i'm saying like yes music music is music is just like an art form that should be just that by itself just just like well that's that's you know what and i think one of the best examples of that is Jimi hendrix mm-hmm. because yeah. he had that very psychedelic aesthetic 
not even in terms of his music, but in terms of his image. And now you see yeah. you see people wearing Jimi Hendrix on their T-shirts and having everywhere. no idea who he but is. No, it's not even that. I'm not. I don't accuse those people of not knowing because I yeah. I have a Jimi Hendrix. I got actually got no. a Jimi Hendrix shirt but today. But what I'm saying is is whenever whenever I see somebody wearing a Jimi Hendrix T-shirt, I have to wonder to myself, do they actually listen to him? Yeah. Or are they just rep, are, they, are they just using his image for style? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's if. I'm always I'm always cautious about that because if I go up to somebody and I say, "Are you a Jimi Hendrix fan?" I feel like they're not gonna say yes. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they're just gonna be like, "No, I just like this T-shirt." You know how many people I've seen walk around with like Nirvana T-shirts? Yes. Oh, that's that, one. that oh, yeah. That, that that I don't know. That's that strikes a nerve. That pisses me off too. Because I want it's it's not uh, it, it doesn't it just it just comes off as a little as a little like peculiar. Yeah. Like what if what if I were to walk around with like a SpongeBob T-shirt, but I've never seen spongebob before that would, that would just yeah. be odd i think you're a herb <laughs> i think you're a fucking I would, weirdo i would indeed be a herb yeah. in that yeah. situation but that that, that that just doesn't make any like logical sense um also i just i the thing i love about band t-shirts is that it's a great way to bond with people because yeah. if you see someone wearing a led zeppelin shirt you're like holy crap i can just go up to them and talk about led zeppelin immediate icebreaker and i don't that's what i that's the thing i love about band shirts so when you know i'll see people wearing a pink floyd dark side of the moon shirt and i'll be like oh my god you listen to pink floyd like that's great and they'll be like no oh i don't i'm like that's cool (laughs) yeah true um i I feel like uh seeing abbey road t-shirts this is one of this is one i've had difficulty with yeah my favorite album of all time yeah wearing the t-shirt but you've never listened i I don't even see abbey road t-shirts as much as i see like nirvana or like iron maiden t-shirts because it's iron maiden oh Oh, yeah that would irk me too (laughs) i don't even listen to iron maiden but it's like yeah but i wouldn't wear you wouldn't wear an iron maiden that's exactly why i wouldn't wear a t-shirt yeah exactly it feels like a lie it does you will never you'll never see me going around wearing a and you know what you know actually you know what it's funny because i've Mm -hmm. had people try to get me on because i wear i wear my wu-tang sweater yes and people come up to me and they immediately assume that I don't listen to Wu-Tang Clan. And then they'll, they'll, they'll ask me, what's your favorite member? And I'll come wow. up with an answer instantly just to clap back. It's the best yeah. feeling in the world. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Exactly. Um, and that's because, that's because you're, you're being authentic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, um, yeah, like, yeah. it just, just, just doesn't make sense. Why? No. Um, tell, tell, the, the same thing with the Iron Maiden t-shirt goes back to what I was saying. Like a lot of people's like style, the music they listen to, the clothes they wear, it's like completely influenced by like the friends they have you 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 ask them why they're wearing that t-shirt i don't know yeah because it's pop- the iron maiden t-shirt for example none of, a lot of those people don't listen don't even know that they're like yeah, who, they're, who they are not even 666 number of the beast yeah exactly and <laughs> it's like and it's like it's like you're, you're just you're just wearing that t-shirt yeah. because it's 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 like a popular thing to do yeah. now like the yeah. same thing with the same thing with um a lot of musical artists too now these days. Blueface was, Blueface and Mo Bamba. This let me talk about Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba was a song that was out for like a whole year and a half before it got popular, and that's just because people started like singing at parties. And if you listen to that song, like I can bet you, if a lot of people, a lot if a lot of people never heard their friends sing that song, they wouldn't like it. It's just a guy yeah. saying. I got holes calling. Oh. There's no substance. No. Yeah, there's, 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 they surely play that at welcome week parties, though. <laughs> oh my god, this is, uh, that's, that's what it goes. There's like nothing. There's, there's not even any. Man, it's 
It's it's barely a rap song. Yeah. That's true. Um but I think there's a positive and a there's a positive aspect and a negative aspect to separating the artist from the image. Or at least there's two different perspectives, right? You can look at it from the perspective of like I said, David Bowie before or even Madonna who's like who's not afraid to show to be open about her sexuality and to be open yeah. about like, you know, sexual liberation, right? Yeah. And in that way that can influence how you feel about her songs. But then there's also there's also times in which controversies can, pertaining to, you know, artists will come in and it's like, okay, now how do you separate the image from the art? Right. R. Kelly. And that's when it gets R. Kelly. And R. Kelly. Jackson. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. And that's when you get into kind of a Let me talk about R. Kelly. Okay. Like, you shouldn't listen to R. Kelly. I feel like I feel like that's the the point where like the the person and the artists themselves become intertwined. The reason why he's able yeah. to have such an influence on these girls, he promised them to help them with his careers, and that's because Fair. his and that's because his, his art had such a big influence on other people that he was able to to be in the position that he was in. I don't think we should be able we should support the art that that's getting him into that position. And also a lot of the the the, the things he's talking about is that those music were inspired by like his encounters with underage girls age ain't nothing but a number that's 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 not that's not something that you should listen to and support true um but then michael jackson also used his influence to be be able to get away exactly the same thing i I feel like i don't even have to Mm -hmm. i feel like i don't have to reiterate it from michael jackson because it it's it's basically it's it's the same thing it's even worse it's It's even worse and it's inescapable because he there's so much he's ever yeah he was everywhere and there's everywhere and there's times where you know, I there's times where I won't even go a day without listening to my without hearing a Michael Jackson song. I'll walk into a Starbucks, they'll play Michael Jackson. I'll walk they by still play a him. guy with a stereo, and he'll play Michael Jackson. You know, I mean, someone we knew we know on this floor was playing Michael Jackson like three days ago. Yeah, like, exactly. You can't oh, escape yeah. Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Michael Jackson is like <sighs> he's like far worse than R. Kelly because no one, oh, no yeah. one wants to. No one even wants to admit that Michael Jackson was a bad person. I know. There are celebrities who still defend him. Did you know about Diana Ross is still defending him? Barbara Streisand. Yeah, Barbara Streisand. And that really killed me because I I loved Barbara Streisand as a kid. And it's just. His popularity is on like a new level. He's like, there was a time when every single person loved Michael Jackson. He was just like a model person. My grandma has like a strine for Michael Jackson. Still? I haven't been to my grandma's house. Um, no, yeah, it's funny because people, at, when it comes to stars like Michael Jackson, really, people really try to tap into the Freudian aspect of it of like, oh, he was robbed of his childhood and therefore he's making up for it by fondling still, little kids. Yeah, I know. That's the same thing with R. Kelly. R. Kelly, I believe, was, um, molested as a child but i don't think that yeah. gives him an excuse to do that gives no one there's no excuse to do to to mess up someone else's childhood for sure can i ask you two a question what? Sure. do you think it's also a racial thing what do you mean mm. because john lennon used to beat his wife yes john beat yoko yeah. and people forget that yeah he and awful. he wasn't he wasn't a nice person mm-hmm. he was often cited as being a very mean very uptight not a fun person to be around and beating your wife is that's that's really bad yeah and oh yet yeah nobody seems always to, a problem but nobody seems to talk about that people seem to focus all of their attention on r kelly and michael jackson without properly explain well i don't think the the thing the thing i i think you're failing to recognize the amount of time that michael jackson and r kelly went without like all this evidence most of this evidence for for the both of them 
has still existed in the public eye, but no one, no one has paid attention to it until like that's these, a good point. These big interviews happen. Like people mm-hmm. have, people have. There, there's been proof for for years upon years that Michael Jackson was sleeping with with younger children. But Latoya but Jackson never was saying it in interviews in yeah. the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But people just chose not to not to think about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm actually I'm gonna have to agree with Sam on this one. I mean, because if you think about it. I'm just going to be real. Pedophilia, it was a huge part of the rock culture with the groupies and they would be young teenage girls and, you know, a lot of the artists that... Oh, it's just rock stars being yeah, rock stars. Yeah, exactly. It feeds into that and then, you know, I think... Um, was it Peter from Peter, Paul, and Mary or was it Paul? Anyway, one of the two oh. guys from Peter, Paul, and Mary um, also, like, dabbled in pedophilia and I think there was a bunch of charges against him but people really? brushed that under the rug. Yeah, wow. and people still was, actively was, listen but then to there, the there still is Jimmy Sa- Peter Paul and Mary. There yeah. still is a... Novice in the Papas, um, the members. Yeah. There, there's still Jimmy Savile, though. Do you remember... Do you know who Jimmy Savile is? That name sounds so familiar. So I think can't about Think about how band. Ryan Seacrest is essentially the host of uh, American Idol, right? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that times 10 where you have this one guy who's hosting all of these rock shows and all these TV concerts. Oh, I see. Yeah. And he's kind of this MC in terms of not, not like a rapper, but like a master of ceremonies. Yeah. And this is Jimmy Savile. And he, he got in a lot of trouble because he raped hundreds of kids and he was part of a child sex ring. It was really bad. Shoot. So there still is that. I mean, he's yeah. clearly he's fallen out of the public eye because you don't you two don't know who he is, but I think we should let, we should finish out this podcast by saying what our favorite albums of all time are and why that's our favorite album. Of all Ooh, time. that's a good. good I don't point. I don't have an answer to that. That's a hard one. I have to think about that first. Yeah, I don't have an answer. But at least it's in you our can brains. Go with some answer though, right? No, I can't. Really? Mm. Huh. I love I love so much music. Well, you can tell them that. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people I have a couple. A lot of people say it's like stereotypical and this and that, but like I don't know, especially when you like start <coughs> like, start getting to playing music and, and and trying to make your own music. It's like yeah, you just start to like appreciate more yeah more different artists and styles. True. Um, it's funny I because I think I got into the format of albums because. I don't know, at least during our time, like, singles would be the main things that were... Like, people yeah. mainly listen to, like, the lead, the hit single of one album and disregard the rest of the album. Um, yeah. I think I really got into listening to f- albums in their entirety when I started listening to vinyl records. Because um, oh, yeah. my... Ooh. Stop. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure you have... I'm sure you own vinyl records back up in White Plains, but anyway... I don't play them, though. I've not, I don't, we don't own a vinyl set. We never have. Oh, I, I have. I put them on display. I feel okay, like smart. That's, that's just that's just a little bit more bougie. That <laughs> just having them just to have them. Thank well, you, Matt. It's like Thank a, you. But it's like that's having a poster. Practical. But it's like having a poster. That's, that's... not even practical, though. <laughs> I just like to I mean, display them. That's not bad. It, I think it's, it's like cool for decoration. Sam, it's cool for decoration. Uh, you were a horrible, no good, very bad day. Uh, wow, damn. Sorry. Um, now I remember I was at my grandmother's house and. She said to me, she's like, I have all these records downstairs. Let me like flick through them. Let me know which ones you want. Yeah. Um, and I picked up a bunch of Barbra Streisand albums. I picked up um, the Lean On Me album by Bill Withers. I picked up Ooh. Bill, yes, Withers. Bill, Bill Withers. Withers. I love him. Um, Just the two of us. 
Building castles in the sky. Just, just the, the two, two of us. us. Just the two of us. <laughs> um, there's that, and then also rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Oh, Dope. I would wow. I would say that, you. I would that the, which one is that? Is that the one with the white background? No, that's yes. Yes. That is it. That's is that the I would one say that's one of my Oh uh, yeah, oh uh, no 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 no. Um that's the one with dreams. The chain, um, go your own way, and everybody going back Just again. Go your own way. Yeah. Um they're great. Um there's so many great albums though, but yeah. Yeah, but what's the recent? What's the most recent album that you guys have gotten into? Wait, in terms of hmm. like old artists or new artists? In general, like, is there is there an album you've been listening to on repeat? If we even have time for albums, because we're so album stressed on repeat. At school. I'm gonna go with Black Sabbath Volume Four. <laughs> okay, great. That album, I think I've been listening to it for a little while now, maybe a couple weeks, and it is. It's just a fantastic album. I have to, I have to say, in terms of a lot of, I realized throughout this whole podcast, a lot of the artists you've been mentioning are, I feel like they're they're artists that I just take for granted. I'm like, oh, Black Sabbath, yeah, they're great, but it's like I feel like I really need to delve into their repertoire more. I feel like I'm doing a disservice, low key. I think but. that the album you start with is the album Paranoid. I already told you this. Oh, that's right. Yes, that, that's usually considered their best one. Paranoid. Okay. Um, I've been dark. On a... It's a dark album. It is not for the faint of heart. Okay, I'm I'm fine with that. That's okay. Um, yeah, I've been <laughs> I've been listening to stuff on the opposite spectrum. I've been listening to Bookends by Simon and Garfunkel oh, on repeat. That, that is the opposite end of the spectrum. That's so it's so lighthearted and fun. Um, it's a light and tumble journey from the east side to the park. I've been listening to a lot of Aftermath by the Rolling Stones. Nice. That's and cool. Exodus by Bob Marley. Um, for the listeners out there, what's um what's an album you'd recommend right off the cuff, random? No, no, what? I'm just saying don't give me anything by Corey Feldman. <laughs> oh <laughs> All right. that album's if there's, if there's two one artist oh I'd say I recommend to the public. You mm-hmm. know? There's one point, my favorite artist of all time, Barry Manilow. <laughs> Listen to Barry Manilow. <laughs> this is the Copacabana. Every, every fucking time, every fucking time he comes into my room, he says, "Yo, can you put on some Barry Manilow?" And every time I say no. And this one, this one album, this one artist, I say, do not listen to. It's not worth it. Okay. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. No, yeah. Looks yeah. like looks like one of the, looks like the buns and one of those burgers and on those burgers and like the McDonald's advertisement. His... Are they plant based, gluten free, and organic? No, not at all. He just. Are looks you like... an awful human being? <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> Don't listen to LL Cool J. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, let's name an artist that nobody should listen to. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Matt just said LL Cool J. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. LL Cool J is, is a good guy. <laughs> He's all right. Bruh. Um, oh, God. I would... I have to think about that. I think in terms of... In terms of an album that I really love... Gil Scott Heron's Pieces of a Man is great oh so i've been listening to that non-stop i really love that album so i you i would recommend that to, to stay home brother. brother you will not be able to tune in to right, we're not we're not gonna go for that whole song <laughs> um okay but i guess oh. 
Sam, do you have an artist that you that you don't really like that you would say no, hard no, hard pass? Artists um, I don't like. I'm just gonna say pass. Oh, man. After. Well, that's a tough one. Well, you guys are still that thinking of one. Okay. One art, one album that's very out there. It's like yeah. a genre we haven't really even talked about. Yeah. Modern Vampires of the City by Vampire Weekend. I love every song on that. Oh album. yeah, they're they're great. It's my guilty pleasure. Okay, that's cool. It's not a bad guilty pleasure to have. Um. Often, often, often. This is that's that's the hardest question that I've been pitched. That's really hard, Sam. Um, hold on, because I never really listen to an artist that I don't like. Um, uh, you know what? Die Antwood. I don't even know what that is. They're like a South African rap group. Terrible. Don't listen to them. Do not. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I, I think you just. Antwood. I think you just it's promoted like, um... them. <laughs> Uh, God knows they need it on T for three. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them. Um, but you're gonna pass Sam, you think? Uh, this one's a really tough one for me. You know what? I'm just gonna go with. Uh, don't listen to Slayer. Okay. No, nobody's gonna fuck with you. Okay. Don't listen to Slayer. Don't listen to Slayer. I don't, you know what? It's fine if people listen to them. It's fine. Yeah. But I, no, don't listen right. to Slayer. All right. Um, I guess now to bring it back up to a higher note, to cap it all off, what? Why do you love music so much? You Let's can... show it some love. Matt, Let's... you go first on this one. Uh, it's just like it's it's just been always been a big part of like my family. I have a lot of I have a few family family members that are like even recording artists. And uh, shout out to Kate Cunio. Hmm. And and even even my grandpa, he's. He's been a big influence on me. He plays, like, basically every instrument. He's very into singing. He That's always cool. introduces me to new, new songs and new ways to to play. And nice. and my mom, she's she's been singing to me since I was in the womb. It's it's like it's a part of my life. It's it's always been there. I've we'd wake up, for example. It's it's every memory I have is somewhat connected to music. For example, every every Sunday when we were younger, I'd wake up to to gospel music and we would just clean the house to gospel music and that would that's play cool. in the background for almost the entire day it's like it's something that's always something that was always there in my life hmm. uh music brings people together mm. um i i think that music unlike anything else i've ever seen uh is something that you can enjoy with people yeah something that you can analyze with people it doesn't require too much attention it's a very it's a very good social platform mm -hmm. um it's something that i I listen to music every day with my friends. It's Aww. for you, big boy. I'm so sorry. You worked out today. It's cute. Um, um, yeah. That's that's a great point. I mean, I agree with both of you, and I guess to add on to that, it really provides a sense of escapism for me. I can listen to music for five hours, and I feel like I'm just transported into this vortex. My mind goes yeah. My yeah. mind goes wild. I, imag I, I don't know. I've just... My imagination is really sparked by music, and yeah. I imagine myself in scenarios while listening to certain songs. And I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is just, it's a, it's a sense of escapism for me. But yeah, music is music is like it's just a way. It's just an expression of like people's emotions. Yes. In a certain way, like look at some of the most the biggest hits, like the biggest like some of the biggest pop hits. Like think of, like even look at like what's that song that Adele made. Hello. <laughs> a rolling, rolling in oh, the deep. Oh, rolling the deep. <laughs> yeah, she, 
she she wrote that song after a breakup and she's she's become one of the the biggest artists like after that song even yeah like some of the biggest songs some of the biggest songs are about like like about like breakup songs it's it's kind of cheesy it's like a kind of cheesy and it's kind of a meme but like that's i think that's because it's it's like music in its purest form is raw emotion mm-hmm. and true. being expressed I agree. with melodies yeah. and and I guess um, with that in mind, I, get, I think this is a great way to cap it all off. Sam, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. This was such an interesting conversation. I feel like I learned so much from you guys. But Thank you. This was great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank no problem. Anytime. Me I mean, the big scary guy that's not really big and scary. And I'm, the still big. No, I'm still big. No, no, you're not. And then the world's handsomest man, according to GQ. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much. And... Um, I'm looking forward to having you guys on the show again in the future. You guys are great. Um, So this is Tea for Three, where we sip the tea and spill the deets. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.